Hello everyone and welcome back to Premier League Procrastination. Very short sort of episode today, 10-15 minutes. Talking about each Premier League club, you know, in different episodes. So we're going to start off today with Watford. That means that we've got a brand new midfield. The reason he got us promoted is because basically he was a facilitator. All Watford fans, in my opinion, should be happy with the 17th place finish. I don't think you'll. I don't think you'll get relegated. I can't see it. I think there'll be a change of manager. I think there's a bit of division in the fans at the moment, especially over the manager. As there always seems to be. Hello everyone and welcome back to Premier League Procrastination. We've had a short break. Tom has been away in Malta, very luxurious for him. But we're back. Yeah, I've been on all day. Back on the grind, back putting that graft in. Just, uh, yeah, basically two mates talking about football. Um, I'm going back to uni soon, so it really will then be Premier League Procrastination when I'm putting off my discs and all my module work to uh, to chat football. Um, exactly, and why I'm taking my early break at yeah. work. To chat yeah. about football. At half ten. He's he's <laughs> an hour and a half. Nine. Yeah, it's been a difficult hour and a half at all. Back from holiday. It's, it's been hard. How was your holiday? Was it all right? Yeah, it, it wasn't bad actually. Um, we just went to Malta. We drank a lot and all got and got very burnt and didn't get COVID, so we managed to come back. The dream. Okay, the absolute which was dream. A shame. By the end, I was hoping that we'd have to isolate for two weeks. Yeah, but you still have to work because you're working from home. Yeah, but I'd work on a balcony. Oh yeah. Drinking sangria. Oh, that'd yeah, be the dream. Lovely. Exactly. Right, let's, uh, you know, move it on. Sangria. Have your grass here, drink sangria. Still not over that chant. Still not over that manager. <laughs> we're uh, we're going to do something a bit different. A very short sort of episode today, 10, 15 minutes. And we're just going to be talking about each Premier League club, you know, in different episodes. So we're going to start off today with Watford. We're just going to have a bit of a chat about how they've started the season. You know, what we think of their manager, how we think they're going to end up what the fans are saying, their results. And, and yeah, we thought Watford's the best place to start because I'm a Watford fan. So uh, yeah, We've also had quite good engagement from yeah. Watford fans on Twitter and things. So yeah. it'll be nice to focus focus in. Yeah, and, and I think that's a great way to start the episode is, is talking about Watford fans and, and what we think of their fans. I think, you know, as a, I mean, it's very easy for me to say, but as a Watford fan, especially doing this podcast, I have noticed that, like you say, Watford fans are some of the loudest on Twitter. I think they're they're the ones that make their point known the most, you know, as opposed to certain teams where, you know, you hardly see any fans of theirs on Twitter. I think with Watford, they've got quite a a noisy following. I think that's the right way to say. Yeah. Well, the thing is with Watford is you have, I think you have two types of fans. You have the fans that have their hearts on their sleeves all the time, um, who are just Watford crazy. And then you have the ones that come up when you get to a, a... FA Cup semi-final and a final yeah no I, I agree I think obviously the fans are allowed to have their opinion especially at the moment considering that we put up with uh, some pretty dreadful football in the championship last season although obviously we managed to get promoted but um, I think there's a bit of division in the fans at the moment especially over the manager as there always seems to be I think yeah, that's a good he needs, one he needs time he needs 10 games I, I, I would only say that from an outside point of view you signed too many players and change your squad too much yeah but I was talking about this actually with my dad at the pub last night and we went through the starting 11 
and uh, you know six of the eleven uh, are new players. But you know if you think about those six players, we've had to completely revamp our midfield because we've sold Hughes and Chalaber. Watford have sold Hughes and Chalaber, and obviously Capu went in January. So we needed to strengthen in the midfield, and we've done that. Um, I mean, obviously, that means that we've got a brand new midfield, but that's not the end of the world. You know, our midfield would have consisted of cleverly Dan Gosling and Zinkenagel playing out of position from right <laughs> wing, and that's what it was at the Dan end of Gosling. last season. So, you know, that wasn't good enough for the Premier League. So we've signed, you know, players like Musa Sissoko, and uh, very excited about Ozan Tufan as well that we've brought in from um, Fernabache. I believe. Yeah, Yeah, who, um, well, the Watford admin is milking that. I mean, the Turkish fans are all over him thinking he's the best player in the world above Messi. I mean, if you look at the comments on Watford, Watford posts at the moment, it's all Turkish fans talking about Ozan Tufan. But, so, you know, he's a player that's got international experience. He's got Champions League and, and Europa League experience. So, I think we've in, improved the midfield and, and we've also improved our attack. I mean, we've obviously moved on Troy Deeney, Andre Gray, Isaac Success, which... Finally, yeah, which Watford fans have been asking for for years. So, you know, Isaac's success was such a so well, he just wasn't a success. Yeah, <laughs> no, okay. I remember yeah, he came a, in and he was just he, he, was, like, he, he was, was it was like a good signing. He's Barca, isn't he? Uh, he's from Barca youth player. Nah, I think so. He's from we signed him from Granada, so we had that link with the team. Yeah. I think he, he was a Barca youth player though. Really, I, sure. I, 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 I'm not sure, but he um he was our record signing when we brought him in, and he just. He never seemed to really kick on. He was rubbish, in all honesty. He was just used to run around a lot, didn't he? Thirteen and a half million pounds wasted. I mean, so yeah, so we've had to improve that, and we've had to improve our our attack because although, you know, the reason we got promoted last season was not for our fluid attack in football. It was because we were able to defend well, and I mean, to be fair, that's not that difficult in the championship. Um, some of the quality of strikers coming up against are not the highest, so. You know, we've brought in Josh King, we've brought in Emmanuel Dennis, you know, they've got top flight experience, you know, Dennis with the Champions League experience as well. So it's gonna take a while. Yeah, I was gonna these, say he's a good sign in. It is. It's gonna take a while for these players to sort of bed in. And the thing is, it is interesting because the fans are so divided over the manager and like you say, I don't know, I'm I'm in two minds. I think he does need time, but I mean we gave time to Kiko Sanchez Flores in the season we got relegated and that was backfired completely when we brought in Nigel Pearson we were a completely different in completely different team he just he is out of his depth and it is his first season managing in any of the top 5 leagues you know he had 11 i think it was 11 games experience managing for Dynamo Tbilisi in the Georgian Premier League um but I don't know. I do like him and he understands what this football club's about, but I feel like there's no excuse not to nowadays because you have the social media, you have the internet, you know, it could take an hour even of just looking, you know, oh, what do Watford fans like? Oh, well, you know, Graham Taylor's our greatest ever manager. You need to make sure I post about Graham Taylor. The reason he got us promoted is because basically he was a facilitator in the sense that, you know, he understood what it's like to be in a winning dressing room and, he was able to, you know, he, he was the complete opposite to Vladimir Ivic we had before, where he was very strict. He was, you know, he was almost overtraining and he was taking, you know, he was taking phones off players in the dressing room, supposedly, I think allegedly that was the rumour. 
and then Zisco comes in. He's like, oh, I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. I'm going to be, you know, replying to fans on Instagram. I'm going to be seeking Sweet Caroline in the dressing room. And obviously, with the squad we had in the championship, that you know enabled them to to show their quality. But it's a bit of a well, diff- you did have a quality squad for the yeah. championship. We your, should have your got. Squad was very good. If we hadn't got promoted, it would have been a a joke. So we should have got promoted. And obviously, we did. But it's, surely you have to give the guy till till Christmas well, because if you yeah. think about it, he got you promoted, so you can't just sack him the moment he's got you up. No, well, um, well, I mean, last time we got promoted, they didn't even give the guy a chance. Jukanovic, they got rid of him <laughs> before he'd even started. So you know, that's, that's the owners are not afraid to. Uh, to do that as we know but I pretty ruthless I think it's difficult though because I mean I've got a few tweets here from Watford fans so at MFC uh, WFC Michael saying it's crazy that Zisco made me love watching Watford play to hate it in a couple of six in a matter of six months which I mean I don't really understand because we've gone from being a big fish in the small pond in the championship to being a small pond a small fish in the big pond in the Premier League um, yeah I mean, you've only created one big chance so far out of your really? first four games. Apart from the Villa game, of course, where you look promising, you scored three goals. You've only made one big chance. Yeah, that's I poor. thought I thought the Wolves game, um, I thought in the first half, obviously, Sissoko and Ismail Assar had that little little bit of like quick one-two down down the right side. And I thought apart from that, I didn't see any... Didn't see much else from any, anywhere on the pitch, really. No, I thought you just sort we of didn't really back. create much... Um... And yeah, I mean, this game against Norwich on Saturday coming up is a huge game. It's it's a must win, you know. You, you can't you can't lose. If we lose, you surely will win. Well, you'd say the only that. thing is that I feel like Norwich have more of an identity. I, I don't know what Watford's identity is on the pitch. What, no, what I do don't. You, as a fan, what are you trying to do? Are you a counter-attacking team? Are you just high press? I don't. It's in, it's difficult, isn't it? Because with a player like Saar, you you need. You know he's our best player, and we need to give the ball to him. But I don't know the best way to sort of facilitate his skill. Is you know our midfield is interesting. Obviously, Sissoko is more of a more you know he's not the type to sort of sit back. He does like getting forward. But then if you think about the the midfield around him as well, it's it's difficult to say. You know, it's a Tibu from Stoke. He's more of a defensive midfielder, and then. You know him alongside Sissoko. Do they do they go well together? Should maybe we give a chance to Tom Cleverley, who know who we know will give a hundred percent, even though he's potentially not Premier League quality anymore. You know these players. A lot of them haven't played in the Premier League before, so they need that experience. They need that time. But then Sissoko has. Sissoko has been in the Premier League for seasons now. You know how five six seasons first with Newcastle, obviously with Spurs. So. It, it, I I mean what yeah Watford need to create an identity and I don't know whether they'll be able to do that under Zisco because of his sort of ineptitude tactically. Um, so it's it is very interesting. Um, I don't think you'll I don't think you'll get relegated. I can't see it. I think there'll be a change in manager. I don't want there to be. I think we need to give him time, like you say. But I mean, if we give him to Christmas. And we're like ten points adrift. That's a huge deficit to make up, isn't it? I don't it? think it will ever get to that, though. Could your, do. Your your team, the teams you've played. Uh, I mean, if you if you just look through it, you beat Villa. You beat Villa. Villa are a good team. Yeah, but Villa only that, had ten days of pre-season together. We should true, have won that game. They didn't have Douglas Luiz players like that. No. 
And then I think when you lost to Brighton, well, that, that's just one of those games. I'd say that both of your clubs are sort of both both clubs are well, sort of at the same stage. Brighton have made a brilliant if you look start at squad, as well. Yeah, and then Spurs beating you one nil. Well, that was obviously yeah. going to happen. And then Wolves had played well in every single game, and were they were going to be hungry yeah. for something. It's difficult though because I think. I could have accepted, you know, a loss at Brighton. It was two 0 in the end. I could have accepted that if we had played well, but we offered nothing. And yeah. it's the same with Wolves, like you said, we offered very little. So if we come away from those, there's a difference between coming away from those games, losing, and playing well and thinking, oh, it's fine. You know, like Wolves, like they did in the first three games of the season, they played well, they created the chances, they just didn't score. Whereas we didn't even have that optimism to come away from the ground. And like you said. You know, teams like Brighton and Wolves are the teams that I'd want us to be competing against. And actually, we're coming away from those games creating very little. Being outcoached, you know, our teams, like you say, on paper are probably a very similar quality. And at the end Definitely of the day, outcoached. we got out, Maybe he is out of his depth. He is out of his depth, unfortunately. The, the, this was the big mark in the game, was in the Wolves Watford game, was in the first half you looked very dangerous down that right side. And I think Saar had the beating of both Marcel and Romain Sice over and over again. But Bruno Large, who's an experienced manager, he's won he's won, he's won trophies in the Portuguese league. He, he just moved Matinho into the pocket of space where Sissoko kept trying to make that pass. And th- that was it then. There was no there was no Ismail Assar in the second half. No, and that's and you think, it. Surely, surely your manager, when you're losing to Brighton, surely something has to change. So that's it. I think that's why he um, he is out of his depth um, because we've lost those games as a result of our manager. Which you know says everything you need to know. Really, I mean, if wouldn't be surprised if we lose on the weekend, and and there is that corner flag tweet. Cisco Menez has been relieved of his duties as Watford manager, but we'll have to wait and see. We might win. Although there was a good point made by um, an at Lou Pirlo. He basically said, funny funny thing about Saturday, if we beat Norwich, it tells us nothing, as they're even worse than us. If we lose, it tells us what we already think, which is obviously in reference to Zisco being out of his depth. So, yeah, Saturday's going to be an interesting game. It's a must-win. Just one more thing I want to say. Um, we've got about a minute and a half left. Um, Watford are very short on centre-backs. They only have four senior centre-backs in their squad which will become free when uh, William Trooster Kong goes away to the Africa Cup of Nations in January uh, with Nigeria, who's their captain. Um, and, you know, if you think of the centre-backs, we've got Sierra Elta hasn't played in the Premier League before. This is his first season. But he is a Chilean international. You know, Cabasele has been on the fringes of the Belgium squad before and he's been with us for a few seasons now when we've been in the Premier League. Craig Cathcart as well. You know, he's been at the club for... He must be the longest service player at the club now after uh, Deanley left. You know, he was with us when we got promoted in 2015. Um, but, you know, you look at that list of centre-backs and it doesn't inspire you to think we, we've got a good defensive foundation to build off, which is worrying as well. We could end up being exposed for that, especially during January. But um, I think Watford fans have been after a new centre-back for a very long time now. And it hasn't really happened. I mean, it doesn't really matter that we had the joint best defensive record in the pre- uh, in the championship ever, because that's the championship. There is a huge difference. And I think at the end of the day, Watford are going to struggle this season. 
we it need... does take time, doesn't it? And yeah. you, you, but there's one thing about coming second in the Premier League. Usually, if you if you no in the Championship, sorry, if you win the Championship, you're usually expected to stay up. Yeah, unless you're Norwich. Made, yeah, exactly. Of which then you're never going to stay up. But I find it hard with Watford because you've come up at second place, and you should all Watford fans, in my opinion, should be happy with a seventeenth place finish. Yeah, no, that's because you stayed up. And my it's, dad it's said all about me, staying up. He, my dad said to me in the pub last night. He said, "All we've got to do is finish seventeenth. And that's true. And surely you've got enough points in that squad to finish seventeenth. I mean, I predicted Watford to finish fifteenth. Yeah. Where did you put them? I can't remember. I think I had us to stay up. I think I might have had sixteenth, seventeenth. So not. I think I had Watford seventeenth. And so. if you've won one game, lost yeah. three against three established Premier League teams. Yeah. Uh, that's probably probably what you expect. Yeah. And well, you're only going to get. Better, that, not worse. That'll be nine win if we follow this trend for the season. It'll be nine wins, which will be, you know, not enough, though. No. But we we have still got to play the teams, you know, the relegation favourites. But we still got to play Norwich. We still got to play teams like Newcastle and Southampton and stuff. So you right. just got to look at the teams around you, though. I yeah. guess. Like, we got to at... beat the teams around us. We're not expected to beat teams like Spurs. You look at like Palace have actually been quite good. Yeah. Brentford have been good. It's it's a high quality league this season, right? I think what we need to do now is a prediction from you, a prediction from me, and then we'll we'll call it quits. What do you think Watford's going to do this season after I the first think, four games? I think you'll finish seventeenth. I don't think you get relegated. I think you'll change manager. Yeah. I think you've got enough quality in the squad to keep you up, and not enough experience with players like Danny Rose, Sissoko, Josh King. I think you'll be absolutely fine. I think we'll finish. 17th after a change of manager right well that's our short little episode on Watford done uh, we'll come back next week with a similar one I think it's only fair we do Wolves next since that's your team <laughs> yeah. alright thank you very much thank you